This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, I hope everybody got a little snooze. Now it is time for a reawakening where we're going to speak about the Renaissance. The word Renaissance means awakening from the darkness of the Middle Ages. We like to speak about the Renaissance about 45 minutes into the trip. After everyone got a little snooze, we have our own Renaissance. In the 15th and 16th century, the era was known as the Renaissance, but it came to its fullest expression in Italy, more than any other country. After the darkness of the Middle Ages, because of innovations in science, technology, society, they wanted to revert back to the classic ideals of Greece and Rome. This is after the discovery of America, this is after the Protestant Reformation, this is after the Spanish Expulsion, where now they had some freedom from feudal rule, and perhaps the greatest invention in the Renaissance was the printing press, which revolutionized education. First of all, it expanded knowledge. Until the printing press, books were not available, books were not affordable. How would anybody be able to afford a handwritten manuscript? But now, books were widely disseminated, books were uh, affordable. Now, the traditional Jewish communities did not need a Renaissance. They were advanced, they were learned, but still, the Renaissance, in a certain sense, allowed for greater Habatza Satara, but also challenged traditional Jewish values. Now, at the time in Italy, there were 10 million Italians. Out of the 10 million Italians, 30,000 were Jews. So about 3% of, of Italians were Jews. 3%. Now, the Jewish situation financially improved. There was a revival of Limanatayra. And uh, at this point, I want to uh, speak about many notable Chachamim around whom great yeshivas were built. Firstly, Rabavadya Mibar Tenura. Anybody know his middle name? Rabavadya? He had a very unusual middle name. Rabavadya Yerei. Yerei. Where does that come from? The light on on the Bluetooth. Rebavadio Yurei. Where does the word Yurei come from? The Navi says about the Navi Ovadia, Yurei Eloikim Ma'oid. So his name was Ovadia Yurei of Bartanura. From 1440 to 1500, he wrote his commentary on the Mishnah in Italy. He completed it in Eretz Yisrael. Where is Rebavadia Yurei Mibartanura buried? It's buried at the foot of Harhazesim. Then you have Rabbi Huda Mintz who passed away in 1505. His son, Rabbi Avram Mintz, he passes away in 1535. He had a great yeshiva in Padua. Rabbi Avram Mintz's son-in-law, Rabbi Meir Katzenellenbogen, we're going to be at his kever. He passed away in 1565. His son, who was the son of Maharam Katzenellenbogen? Shik. Shik Shmuel. Yehuda Katzenellenbogen, the Maharshik, 1521 to 1597. 
Rav Moshe Prabenzali, from the great rabbis of Mantoba. Rav Avadya Sefarno, passed away in 1551. Rav Yehuda Moscato, who is renowned for his commentary on the Kuzari and his writings on music. Anybody know, where is Rabbi Yehuda Moscato quoted? Who quotes Rabbi Yehuda Moscato? The Ketsois HaChoshen is published with a compendium called Kuntras Hasveikos, one of the most lamdusha svarim ever written. Kuntras Hasveikos, the brother of the Ketsois HaChoshen. And the brother of the Ketsois HaChoshen in his Hakdama quotes Rabbi Yehuda Moscato who says that if a person had the opportunity to go to the moon but he couldn't tell anybody about it would they go to the moon? No. Most of the enjoyment anybody gets out of doing anything is not doing it and not going there but being able to tell people about it. That is human nature. And that is an idea brought in the Hakdama of the Kuntras Hasveikos. Rabbi Yehuda Moscato. Rav Menachem Azariah of Fano, the Ramami Pano, 1548 to 1628. Rav Yosef Shlomo Harofe Domedigo. Familiar with the Yashar Mikandaya. Rav Yosef Shlomo Harofe, Yashar Mikandaya, 1591 to 1657. Shlomo Molcho. Is the name Shlomo Molcho familiar? We spoke about him when we were in Spain and Portugal. He studied from the Beis Yosef in Turkey. He came to Italy. He was burned in 1532, Shlomo Mocha. Now many Jews took advantage of the Renaissance to advance themselves in the sciences, in medicine. They became doctors, astronomers, linguists, artists, craftsmen. Many, if not most, Rabbanim in Italy were also doctors. In fact, it was considered an ideal second profession for a rabbi to be a doctor. So you had Rabbi Yehuda Meisir Leon. You had his son, Rabbi David. Rabbi Vardia Sefarno. Rabbi Avram Provencalo. They were all doctors. So it's very interesting. In 1599, there was a rule in, in Italy restricting the extravagant type of clothing except for Ga'inim or doctors. If you're a Ga'in or a doctor or both, you're allowed to wear extravagant clothing. In fact, many Rabbanim felt that you were a greater rabbi if you're also a doctor. So for example, Rav David Meisir Leon, one of the eminent Rabbanim of the 15th century, he writes, Mi Shehu Chacham Kailel. Now that's an expression you should be familiar with. A Chacham Kailel. Chacham Kailel meant you weren't just a rabbi, but you also had a profession in the sciences. So you're a Chacham Kailel. He says, someone who's a Chacham Kailel, Bashar HaChachmais, who Yoisa Roy Lesmicha Mehatamad HaPashet. You are more worthy of Smicha than just if you know Talmud Bavli. So many of the Svarim now began to have more of an academic bend. So for example, the Shultei Gibayrim, not to be confused with the well-known Shultei Gibayrim, Rabbi Avram Aryeh, the Shalshalas HaKabalah, Rabbi Gedalia Ibn Yechia. Shalshalas HaKabalah was a work of history, which the Chida heavily criticizes and says is not authoritative. 
that speaks about the history of the kings of France. The Meir Einayim of Rabbi Azaria Minho Adomim, who wrote a historical work. This was all a product of the Renaissance. But the leading Rabbanim challenged this type of ideology. So, for example, Rabbi Yaakov Provenzali, he refuted the ideal that it was considered preferable for a rabbi also to be a doctor. He said, no, the traditional approach of the yeshiva is B'Ktsei HaMizrach, who are chafitzim b'toyrah v'oyavim b'talmid, they felt was preferable. Also the chief adversary of Torah Umada. Torah Umada was invented in Italy during the Renaissance. That's a fact. But the chief uh, opponent was Rabbi Yosef Kalon. Who's Rabbi Yosef Kalon? The Maharik. The great Achroin. The Maharik. He said that the, the ancient traditional approach of Talmud Bavli, of the, that was the approach of the Balei HaToysvis, as opposed to the Chachmei Sforad, was preferable. And this was a, a dispute that arose here in Italy in the time of the Renaissance. Today, the Bir Halacha writes that for somebody to be advanced in the study of Talmud Bavli, we're no longer uh, great enough to be able to excel in both areas. That was the conclusion of the Chafetz Chaim in the Bir Halacha. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.